0: Welcome back to the Weekend Ball Podcast. I am Alex Adams, live here in Jakarta, Indonesia, covering Team Canada at the FIBO World Cup. Canada is just coming off a heartbreaking defeat versus Brazil. Um, I'm joined by the one and only Esper Hini of SDPN Sports. A great follow. Everyone you should check out his work. We obviously did a, a postcast of sorts uh, after... Uh, Canada destroyed France. And I think this is going to be the exact 180 in terms of how we feel about this game and everything. But uh, S, thanks so much for, for taking the time and doing this. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, of course. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I hope everybody can hear me um, mm-hmm. at home. I've, I, I'm honestly, you're right. It is kind of the exact opposite reaction we had to France because France was such a stunning upset from the Canadian perspective. Uh, and now from Brazil's perspective, this is another stunning upset. I, I think um, if you look back at, you know, before this game and, and how they looked, how, how Canada really looked going into this contest – Um, they were they were adjusting really well to their teams any team that was facing them they were adjusting to their style you look at Latvia the way they were switching in the second half they really adjusted their scheme to kind of match what Latvia was doing offensively you think of France and the way that they tried to essentially double down on size they made it really uncomfortable for them on the perimeter with guys like Evan Fournier and them struggling but in this game Brazil completely dictated the pace and style of this game from the beginning. They, um, they grinded it to a halt. It was a very, very slow, methodical pace. It was exactly how they wanted to play. Uh, and Canada was really never able to get out in transition, never able to, to score easily. And it showed in the results. I mean, they struggled on all fronts. Uh, and it really showed some of the flaws of this, this Canadian roster.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm just trying to find out what the, the, uh, the, um, the transition points were, or points in transition. Last time I remember checking it was that it was maybe seven points at half. Uh, so they had Brazil. nine points, fast break points. Um, There you yeah, go. So Brazil,
1: Brazil had 17 points off turnovers. Uh, Canada had four. And then yeah. fast break points was nine to six. It's just, yeah, not very good.
0: No, and uh, obviously Dylan Brooks was in foul trouble throughout the game. That doesn't help. Um, although yeah. I wouldn't have said his defense after maybe the first quarter or so uh, was was that great. Yago at the end of the game, Yago uh, Santos made a layup that just kind of blew by him, and it wasn't necessarily off anything special. Um, yeah. but yeah, uh, I'm I'm a bit at loss for words after this game. Um, and also just seeing the the way the draw is, it it really opened up in terms of there was a chance Canada, by punching their ticket, would um make the Olympics and yeah. now with this loss now it's winner go home and if they lose they're 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 not going to uh, Paris at least not until uh, an Olympic qualifying tournament which we always know is fun for Canadian fans um, <laughs> so I, I'm just I, I don't even know what to say um it's been yeah I, I think
1: I think like man t- to your point uh they've put themselves in a really impossible position this was looking I mean even as far as after the first half when they were up 10 points like you could see you know some people on the timeline including myself were wondering all right so is it going to be Germany or Slovenia like uh, who is it that they're going to be playing in that second round um and now the the case is completely flipped they were very very close to qualifying for the Olympics they wouldn't have been able to qualify today but that they no. would have position themselves in an incredible way to essentially tear themselves a spot in the Olympics and in the next round of this tournament. Now it's, like you said, it's do or die. And it's also against an incredible Spanish team. Like this is the number one team in the world. They are still a powerhouse. They have tons of talent on there. And just because, you know, latvia beat them today and you've beat spain twice once doesn't mean necessarily that you no. can go in there overly confident this is a spanish team that is very very well versed and you know i think this game kind of shows you a way to expose canada um and if the outside shot isn't falling you know they shot 27 percent from three today uh i think i, I have it here but Nikhil alexander walker one of eight after being incredible from behind the line Throughout I think he made tournament. the first
0: shot of the game, I believe. He made his yeah. first shot and then missed a bunch of open ones. He hit one off the backboard that Arash and I were, yeah, that was ugly. Laughing about a little bit. Um It was just, I mean, it, two it really, of seven. Felt, Ga. I mean, like all of these guys, right? Yeah. It, it felt like Venezuela all over again. Maybe different, just the atmosphere and the way they did it, because. I thought Brazil really did it through being much bigger. Obviously, they got Powell in uh, foul trouble and um, him being fouled out I think was almost, I don't want to say the death nail, but it, it had a huge impact just because Canada had no one to yeah. to clean up on the on the boards and, and Brazil had a bunch of second chance opportunities at the end of the game, right? It wasn't, yeah. Brazil couldn't shoot either, I think, uh, let me check it wasn't 19% from three They 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 shot just, yeah 19% from three, so Um, Canada defensively, especially just on uh, uh, with like before rebounds, basically on the first chance were fine. It was really closing out possessions that they weren't so good. Um, I thought RJ Barrett was just invisible. And I think some of that was really due to the fact that it seems as though there's a trend here that when there is um, uh, a big man like Bruno or Gobert that he can't get to the rim. and, And that makes a huge difference.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think you're, you're head on and look, the, the Brazilians, they essentially packed the paint. It not only made it tough for guys like RJ and, and Dylan Brooks, guys who are trying to get downhill a lot, but it also made it tough for sga i think he really had to settle for a lot of shots especially towards the end of the game he was taking a lot more threes he was taking a lot more step you know he took that step back jumper Mm -hmm. which was kind of advised in my opinion it was just bad shot selection in that moment it's because all game the paint has just been packed for him he hasn't been able to operate as he usually would so it's become like that that now is the game plan when you're going ahead and trying to beat canada you don't have that perimeter shooting that you can rely on consistently and at the same time you know dwight powell got in foul trouble and the the canadians lost their size advantage as well and brazil was just able to beat up on them in the interior it just that's that's the way the game goes and internationally at least a little bit when there's one point of weakness they can really point that out um and obviously it happened today
0: It felt like a culmination of all the worries Canadian fans have had going into the the World Cup in terms of the offense became just absolutely halted and and stagnant. It was all one on one, no passing. Um, If they weren't getting in transition, they couldn't score, which they couldn't score in this game, right? They only scored, what, 65 points. Um, They had no shooting from the perimeter. They had pretty good looks, not great looks, but they had enough good looks to that, they should have shot better than, what was it, 29% or 27%. So um, they they got killed on the glass. When Powell went out, they had no real big. Um, and uh, it became just a one-on-one show on offense. And Brazil didn't shoot that well, as we mentioned. And they still were able to just uh, muck it up. And FIBA officiating, um, I'm not going to complain in terms of just... I think Canada's played so poorly that the the refs weren't necessarily the like defining factor I, w- I would say that but man i remember in the first no, quarter no, just man. Shea would just get whacked and hacked and there was no call and it's like mm-hmm. in the nba that even in a playoff game even in a game seven setting that is called those kind of calls are are made the majority of t- the time and just because yeah. FIBA, the way fiba is and the refereeing and they let more things go it's just a, a bit different
1: no i hear you it was a physical game um like it it was a really really physical game and i think some of the advantages went brazil's way um it's it's tough to look back at this game and say this was the main reason that was no 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 not at all no 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 yeah i just i i think it was just it was like you said it's everything that could have went wrong for canada went wrong in this game Uh, and it reared its head in a really really bad way in, in maybe one of the more important games of the tournament because now like you said man it's do or die against spain and when you look forward to spain you see, you know the hernan gomez brothers they obviously have a litany of guards that are just incredible uh rudy fernandez who hit a big big shot today um you you kind of spoiled it for me th- thank you very much by the way i'm sorry
0: about that oh, yeah no, on it's on awesome. twitter i because i'm like 40 <laughs> seconds ahead of the broadcast so whenever i it's tweet awful. something I, I tweeted or i think you I forget how it went, but uh, I basically uh, definitely ruined it for you. So I, I- no,
1: it's it's all I was. I'm just playing around. But um, no, I I think like in general, you can see that they've put themselves in a really tough position against a good team. And I just I don't know how they're going to figure this out. I think this is the type of loss that either you rally the troops and it it kind of helps you bounce back in a major way or you were completely defeated and yeah. that's the end of the road. Um, and like from Jordy Fernandez's press conference, you can kind of hear his, his own anger with his team, right? Like he called out pretty much everybody yeah. in that press conference and it was, yeah, it was yeah, tough, man. Tough.
0: Yeah. I mean, if I'm going to be a glass half full and, and I will to some extent because uh, I've been glass half empty this whole time. Um, Every time Canada's had this type of game in the past, I don't know. Uh in 2015 and tw- 2016 not really, but 2021, um they were out. They're done. They they lose to Venezuela, they lose to the Czech Republic and they're out. Goodbye mm. making the Olympics. They have another chance at it. Now, it's as you mentioned a tough test, it's Spain. This isn't Spain of 2012 or 20 even 16, even maybe 19, right? I, it's not the same team. They look pretty fragile against um yeah. against latvia um who honestly could have won by more i think if their point guard didn't get hurt and miss some of the second quarter and then get in foul trouble so um for latvia zaggers or um so they definitely should win that game they they have the talent but look at what happened today right uh spain will be very smart which is the biggest worry is that they'll see what happened with Uh, brazil and say okay well there's our game plan right Um, now i don't i don't think they have the same athleticism in the interior like even garuba is a bit undersized Mm -hmm. and that will in my mind really help rj get to the rim a little bit because bruno and suarez and uh, santos uh, g santos um, were just swarming him and long athletic and and spain doesn't have that type of athleticism so um, and think about it, they lost the game by four points, and RJ Barrett had what one point. Uh, so uh, if he goes, oh no, he had four points because he made a three at the end. But if he does decently well at, at, um, just you know, in this game and, and makes a couple shots, uh, they probably win it, right? And, um, that's not too much to ask. Now, yeah. I think Spain's a much tougher competition, and, uh, so we'll see, but it just sucks that they. If they had just won this eat this game out by two points, by 10 points, which they're up 10 at half, then (laughs) they're fine. And it's just um, if if they had been trailing the whole time and it felt more like the Latvia game until half, I think I would have felt I could sit with it a bit easier. But because of the fact that. They had, they had it. it. They, they they had, had it. it. Yeah. They completely yeah. had it. And I, I don't know why Shea went so ISO so much and not attacking the rim as much. Um, I was a bit peculiar by that. He settled a lot, which
1: I think that that was purely just what, what with the size of Brazil and the fact that they were packing the paint. And after a while, the Canadian like Na and RJ and all those guys, they just weren't hitting their shots. And once that happens through the progression of a game through four quarters, the defense starts to shrink a little bit. Right. And they can hack the paint a little bit more. And that makes it just, it makes it tough for a guy like Shea to operate who's so much he's living in the paint. He's trying to do that. That's why even in OKC, right? Like they need shooters around Shea to be able to operate so he can have as much space as possible. The same thing applies on the Canadian team for him to be at his best. You need to have guys who are knocking down their shots. And they just, they weren't doing that today yeah. and it made it so much harder for him. That's why he was settling so much in the fourth yeah. quarter. Like yeah. a lot of step backs, a lot of mid range jumpers, et cetera, et cetera. He just couldn't get to the rim as much as he wanted to.
0: And it was a bit unfortunate I don't really know why they didn't really go to him in those last minute and a half. Like RJ took a dumb shot. Dort obviously yeah. had the shot clock violation and went in, but it was too late and that possession was okay, but they just passed up a lot of open shots as they got the defense rotating because they're afraid to shoot because they just weren't excellent shooters or or and because they hadn't been making those shots earlier in the game so um mm-hmm. it's just been I, I i really think this is canada basketball and this men's teams has had uh moments in time where they've had to face the music and every time they haven't been able to face the music this is a game where you think okay you know, OK, this this is it. This is it. And against Spain, that will be the time for this team. Uh, for people that don't know if Canada does lose their chances at making the Olympics automatically is out because they lost to Brazil and if Brazil loses, um, I believe mm-hmm. I, I could be mistaken. But what I'm hearing and what I've checked out, it seems to be the case that Brazil has the tiebreaker now. So it's a double blow for for the. Olympics. Yeah, so
1: so so we confirm I actually confirmed that uh, okay. a couple of people online have confirmed that so yes it is just essentially you win you move on in the tournament you also potentially qualify for the olympics depending on on dominican and puerto rico but yeah yeah overall you like if they lose this game they do not qualify for the olympics there's no chance for them to qualify for the olympics through yeah. this tournament and they're out of, have-
0: and they're out of the tournament and everything there's yeah. no tie break rules which I a a part of me likes but a part of me is just like if they could have just freaking won this game then we wouldn't yeah. have to do this but um, so, so the tough thing is like spain also has to. Win. well the interesting thing is is just for people that don't know is in the other bracket or on the other the other game latvia brazil every team's three and one so it's yeah. a win it's a game seven environment for both, both those two games so i'm gonna get there early i'm gonna be watching both live i'm really excited um and uh you should be cheering for latvia just because of the olympics um and that game will be earlier so we'll know if Canada. Uh yeah. most likely by the end, like midway through Canada's game, they'll know if there's a chance that they can punch their ticket to the Olympics or if it's going to yeah. be a long road ahead either way. um, What, what I, I, yeah, I was a loss of words at the first game when we did, when he did France <laughs> and I'm the same thing right now. I'm so uh, I was on Twitter and said, I hate being a fan and people are like, well, you're supposed to be a journalist. I'm like, I'm a fan of the program. Okay. I've followed this team for, for so long. Just let me, like, oh, it's just, it's just frustrating, but it's, uh, look, man, I
1: you, yeah, you're it. you're just like, I, I'll say this, um, never take the fan out of you. It, it's yeah. hard to, and like it, you're, you're still super young. You're like getting into this or at a very early age, but like, um, a lot of people have said that to me too, about like, Hey, you're, you're, and you know, yeah, to a certain extent, you do have to be objective and you have to call things, call a spade, a spade, yep. but that doesn't stop you from being disappointed or being, you know, uh it, just, at the end of the day at the end of the day you're Canadian Alex. Yeah, that yeah, is no no it,
0: and and, it, and and I I, mean, I care about the program and you, if you talk to people like Dan Shalman and who literally has um I'm going to have him on uh well, this morning uh, Jakarta time 5:30 so uh, I'm grinding for you guys but uh um just he literally has an out in his contract that says if Canada makes the Olympics I'm going to wherever and I'm calling the games like that's like and he's a journalist well he's like a broadcaster but that's the like he cares about the program like he wants Canada yeah. to win right so yeah um and uh that's not me I'm I'm completely agreeing with that so um and uh it's not just like a little tidbit like I I, I interviewed Jordy um I I it, you know I tried to kind of get him to open up and and get him to you know um but he's very serious and um You know, I have to ask him tough questions about Lou Dort. I'm sure he was annoyed that I had to ask him about his availability the past, you know, three, four days. And um, so just on the fan thing, it's not as though I say, Oh, well, I don't wanna help out Brazil by asking questions. Um our our meeting exactly. I know I know you weren't saying that, but I just mean to anyone uh who maybe doubts my journalism uh status and everything but uh i I don't myself but (laughs) your your journalistic
1: integrity yeah
0: there you go yeah yeah um but uh it's it's been uh yeah it's been awesome but this the, the interesting thing with jordy fernandez i thought he had a bad coaching performance um i don't think he did i mean i'm not saying i don't think it was his fault right if Nikhil makes three of eight they probably win if rj barrett shoots better than whatever i don't even know one of something like yeah. the France game, they win. So I, it's not his fault, but they had stretches yeah. where um I think Jonathan Chen talked about they need to call timeout in the third quarter. I agree. He didn't stop the run. I love that. I never understand why coaches in the NBA, I don't know how you feel, don't take a timeout when a team's on a run. Um it just why not? Like it it's not, yeah <laughs> I don't know I, I agree
1: with you. I agree. I'm actually I'm 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 of the opinion that like as soon as a team you're on a run And as soon as the team scores on you and they've maybe feel good about themselves a little bit, you see them cheering a little bit on the sideline. I'm of the opinion you call a timeout right there. I I agree. I think, I think some of the timeout game, and this is like him learning as a head coach also to be Mm -hmm. fair, you know, to be completely fair to him. Like he's also trying to figure out what his style is as a head coach and what he can do. But I agree with you. I think in that third quarter, there were times where things both looked lethargic for the Canadians. And it also looked like Brazil was trying to figure things out. In that moment, you have to call a timeout to try to maybe reset your group. And, yeah, that didn't happen.
0: Yeah. Um, And I thought – yeah, he I wouldn't have said he had a poor performance, but I just thought he didn't feel the right he didn't touch what is it? push the right buttons. There you go. Touch. Um push the right buttons um in this game and and he really has in every other game, right? The 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 way they played um we were searching for answers to like how can this team get better? What have you learned? Right? Cuz it had been perfect performances and um again, glass half uh uh half full is that this team hasn't had any real adversity. And now it is. It's here, right? And uh, right. And and you know, I don't like even if they lose to Spain, I can't imagine they play worse than that they played today, right? They mm-hmm. didn't make any shots. Nothing was going. the The refereeing was a bit questionable. They got in foul trouble. Now, yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't,
1: I don't think it matters anymore. Like, I mean, yeah. even if they play an incredible game against Spain and they somehow lose, like that exhibition game that they went to overtime in, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they played a great game. And if it's the same thing, but let's say Canada loses on Sunday, I don't think people are going to be looking at it and say, wow, it was a, it was a great valiant effort. I think they will say that opportunity, no, opportunity." no, no,
0: no. I, I, that, that wasn't my point. My point was more that um, against Spain, they can't, I don't see them playing as bad as they did today. Right. Yeah. And, and and so just like, it's going to have some sort of rebound. I just can't imagine they shoot this poorly. Maybe I'm wrong. But just if you look at all the other games they've had, it felt as though it was a perfect oh, you're right. storm. Yeah. It was a perfect storm. And um, again, as I said, uh, the fact that they're still alive today is is nice. Um, but at the same time, what a missed opportunity. And um, it's just the way this program has been, really. Like, I I don't want to put it in too much in context, but and in the history of it, because at, at the same time, it's a very different group other than Dwight Powell and Kelly Olenek. No one was there in 2015. Or oh, I guess... Phil Scrub was, so three of them. Um, But uh, 2021, there was RJ, Lou, those guys, but Nikhil, um, Dwight. But it's not the same core, but this program's Mm -hmm. had a problem of when it gets tough, and it gets muddied. How do they score? And you felt as though, and I'm sure most Canadian fans felt, okay, we have SGA. That's different. We never had him, a guy of that quality since Steve Nash. Even as good as Wiggins was, he yeah. was never that good. And even in 2021, when he had that crazy comeback, and then they lost. Um, but he, yeah. he even it even happened to him, right? And maybe his lack of three point prowess yeah. really came back to to haunt him. I'm not saying, I don't. I want to put this game. Uh, I wouldn't put the blame on on Shea today for this loss, but um, it it you know that's maybe why Luka Doncic is a bit better, just a bit better of a playmaker, a bit better, and and that's a different debate. But um, it just, I don't know. What what do you want to add? I feel like I'm going in circles of just this whole program and No, the team no, I and- I mean, yeah. It's it's
1: it's hard not to feel defeatist in this moment just because of how important it is for Canada basketball the momentum that they were building in this tournament it really felt like they were turning a corner and when it feels like that you feel like nothing can ever go wrong um and there's this saying i don't know if it's actually a saying but i i've seen it said in the witcher so i'm going to say it um a plan is a plan until you get punched in your
0: mouth yeah i don't know I've if seen that... that i've seen i've heard that before or punch in the face or whatever yeah I've, I've yeah, punch, that, yeah yeah
1: exactly and and that is exactly what canada is dealing with right now they had a plan they executed it to perfection through the first three games and then they got punched in the mouth against Brazil. And now their backs against the wall, you know, they, they've got the 10 count, if you will, if we're going on, on punching in the face terminology. So now they got to, they got to deal with it. Like this is, this is the situation they have put themselves in. It is going to be interesting to see how this group responds, because that is what makes a team. And that is what makes the foundation of a team. It's seeing like. Yeah, when things are going swell and everything is going right, people are answering great post game pressers, people are making uh Alana Moore set references. All that stuff is doing is great when you're winning, when you're losing, how are you gonna respond?
0: What's interesting is every time Canada's had that loss, it's never been when we expected it, right? I was on the radio and I thought, I, I literally said, like, I think they should win, you never know, but. They should win heavily and easily. And I mean, if they play half decent, I think that happens. Against Venezuela, they had blown through that tournament other than losing to uh, Argentina, and no one expected them to lose. They lost. They played the Czech Republic. No one expected them to lose, and they lost. They played Brazil today, and they just came off these huge blows. No one expected them to lose, and they lost. But this time, they have a second chance. And what's going to be interesting is it's going to be – for all the die arts who listen to this and then maybe people who are just realizing, oh wow, Canada plays in a big basketball games with Shay and RJ and whoever, is <laughs> that this is the first game I think in this program's history where it feels okay, this is the inflection point. It's clear, right? Like we always knew it again in those semifinals that they lost, but it wasn't it didn't feel that way. And to play the number one team in the world to to make it not to the Olympics necessarily, but to essentially put your Um, flag and stomp it into a really good chance of making the Olympics and going higher in the rankings and just going finally deep to a quarterfinals at a FIBA World Cup. Um, There's going to be a lot of pressure and this team, um, it felt as though they just knew how to handle it. And this one game, it didn't, it went, everything went wrong. So um, I know it's going to be the, I'm really, I'm
1: really curious to see how the vibes of practice are going to be tomorrow. I'm very curious to see how the vibe, because oh, sure, you guys sure. obviously go out and record time there. There, I'm, I'm just curious to see how the vibes are going to be tomorrow in practice.
0: Um, going on what Lou Dort was uh, expressing himself, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean just the, the consternation and the, you know, um, the there wasn't a lot of levity in, in the press conference today and Jordy Fernandez as well. Basically, you know, um, I put out a tweet that, and I don't really, I didn't misstate, uh, I just didn't miss um, tweet him necessarily, but uh, people have griping about if I took it out of context, but he did basically say like Shea wasn't good enough. He didn't play make the way he should. He talked about everyone basically on the team being bad. Um, and so he's, he's now going out on a limb and putting this flag and kind of cr- openly criticizing his players. Um, and we saw that in the way he approached that uh, huddle, the infamous one, I think you tweeted it out um, of against Latvia and uh, it's going to be an interesting just for the Jordy Fernandez fan club, who I was asked today on radio, like, is he going to the NBA? Right. Is he, is that his next destination? Yeah. Uh, if they win this, this is obviously a blow. I don't think it's a a, a nail in the coffin, but if, if they lose this next game, will we think back? Okay. Maybe he shouldn't have been as harsh in a way to this team or, or just maybe as publicly. I mean, it's hard to judge with, uh, you know, in the huddle, like he is coaching to be fair, but um just uh it's gonna be as much a uh, kind of uh, decision making performance for the coach for the players for you know mike bartlett for rowan barrett for how they brought this team together um they said no to nba guys yeah. um to you know leonard miller would want wanted to be on this team um a couple other people now uh, i'm not saying leonard miller's the reason why they make or don't make the the world cup but Leonard did. Miller could
1: have helped. I'm not gonna lie to you. In this
0: <laughs> election, Leonard Miller could have helped. Maybe, maybe. But um I believe they said no to Shane Sharpa. I'm not as sure about that. But he I know he was interested, um, who's obviously uh a amazing skill set, um, maybe not ready for you know prime time right now uh in a FIBA setting, but um it's just gonna be <laughs> like I can't uh it's yeah just, I mean yeah. I,
1: I agree with you, man. Look, I like you it's it's very easy right now, for, and like, man, even me, I'm thinking of, of all the, the the mishaps and could-haves and should-haves of this entire situation. You think of Jamal Murray not being here. You think of guys like Andrew Wiggins. You think of even the Trey Lyles, the Chris Bouchers, the Andrew Nembards, what this team could have been and how they could have potentially helped this current core, current roster. But it's hard to say that. It's easier to say that in hindsight. It's very hard to look at that you know when things are going great
0: mm-hmm. when
1: they're beating france and they're and they're they're about to 30 one of the best teams in the entire world that it looks different i think you know this was i don't want to say it was an outlier but it was it was I, very much so a a an assessment of how bad things can get for you mm-hmm. and now that you know that how are you how are you going to work tirelessly to avoid ever getting to that point again
0: it's a wake up call, like uh, that's what it is. It's it's just they they got <laughs> like um and it's hard not to like as an athlete. That's one of the hardest things is to to stay on the top and and to be consistent when things are going well because complacency can really set in, right? Especially if it's a one game uh, environment where anything can really happen, and that's just human. And um so uh this this game against Spain will be really interesting because I think my head's telling me they should still win. They should win that game that like I watched the Spanish team. They did not look that great against Lafayette. Now there was a crowd and everything. I thought I watched them a bit against Cote d'Ivoire. They looked good. Fine. Um, they, uh, but this is not the Spain of, as I mentioned before, like they should win this game, but Spain is crafty. They're smart. They have. Sergio they should have Brazil, but they should have. Been... Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it can, it'll go. I mean, we don't know. We're not Nostradamus. We can't see into the future, but um, it, it's just going to be such an important game for this program. It's going to be impactful for uh, just the men's program. And uh, if it, it's another Olympic qualifier, like God, just help us. Um, I don't know yeah. what's going to happen. And uh, I hope they could bring it back to Canada somehow and get the funds so that there's a real one with fans, because that would be awesome. And, um, I'm sure you'd get, be able to get guys like a lot of guys to come to Canada. Um, but uh, it just, it, what a, what a 360 from three hours ago where I'm talking to <laughs> people within Canada basketball. And we're talking about how we normally we'd be nervous, but we're not. And it should be a walk in the park in Manila and that'll be fun. Yeah. And, and like, I got, I, I, you know, and a rash too. Um thought it would be a walk in the park um and uh i thought so at halftime and I, so i i was really nervous before the france game i don't know what i'm going to be like before this game because i just care so much about the basketball in this country uh the program um and uh if if they're if they lose uh, just what a you know culmination of you know basically 48 hours from the complete highs of beating latvia and, and france to the, just the doldrums of this program for forever and ever it feels like um uh i don't like is there anything else you want to touch on i feel we've been going a bit in loose, no, loose but, no 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 uh, no
1: i look i i think we've i think we have been as defeatist and okay so let's
0: so can. let's let's go I, well, Go.
1: Uh, uh, Yeah, I'll I'll be a little bit positive. Look, you're right. I think they have shown how versatile they can be in terms of beating teams. I think they showed their inherent flaws as a roster, and I think objectively, adversity is good for a team like this. They were cruising through things, and maybe, maybe this is this is the thing they needed to not only advance in this tournament, but to potentially win this tournament. Um, Again, it's like it goes and this is like my complete glass half full approach to it, but if you're looking at this team, the talent, what they've shown so far through the first 3 games of round 1 and now this game, they showed that they can deal with a little bit of adversity. The Latvia game they showed they can deal with adversity. Brazil, obviously they got punched in the mouth, how are they going to respond? that's the key thing. If you're trying to be as positive as possible, it's, Hey, they still have an opportunity to win. They have shown that they can beat this Spanish team. And they've shown that outside of this game, they are maybe one of the best teams in this entire tournament, how they can do that. Can they show that that's going to be the biggest question on Sunday? That's as positive as I can get, dude. I'm sorry.
0: No, 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 no. No. And uh, the one thing I will say is this team has been notoriously poor at starting games. And yeah. that's been their Achilles heel. And if that's say they start the game on a 10 run, run, uh, I'm going to be like, okay, like that's, that's a good start. Um, that's, that's what they finally needed. And I've been asking coach about it and you know, they, they, they talk about it, but until you really, yeah, it's just going to be a game seven environment, which um, I've, I've never been to a game seven in basketball. So I think uh, I'm going to basically be at one, uh, Um, At least maybe not with the fans, but in terms of just the intensity of both rosters and um, Mm -hmm. uh, just just to lay it out a bit for everyone uh, at home, because it's actually turned out that the second round is going to be absolutely ridiculous on Sunday, because if for people that don't know is um, I, I did mention that Latvia and Brazil are three and one in the other group that Canada Canadian fans are looking at with Dominican and Puerto Rico who could get those Olympic spots they're all three in one Dominican lost to Puerto Rico and Italy beat Serbia. So they're going to have the same thing where it's a, de- uh, a decision day. Um, so there's a chance Canada on we, when I'm done this in like in two days from now, they've qualified for the Olympics. They, they, there's like a realistic chance um, at the same time, there's a realistic chance that Canada's out and gone. So um, I, I think we'll leave it at that. Um, Let's let's hope that Nikhil starts shooting well. That RJ starts to score. Um, Shea was okay, but definitely could have been better. There's no foul trouble, um, and in the end, they they should win their game. They 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 should, but uh, they should have beat Brazil. So um, I don't know. I think that's the best way to leave it. Is there's a lot of shoulda coulda wouldas, and and we'll find out on uh, on Sunday morning and and Sunday night here and live in Jakarta.
1: Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me uh, regardless. And, Appreciate and just, you.
0: just, yeah. I'll, anyways, I want to give you the floor just because I always do. Is there anything at SDPN or anything you're coming out with that you want to plug? Cause I just, I, I will say that, and um, this is a bit segue to the, the podcast, but just the, the infectious enthusiasm you bring to basketball. I remember you tweeted, I think it was the day after training camp or something, but you just said like how much I love writing ba- about basketball or something. Do you remember yeah, that tweet? Yeah um so if everyone if anyone doesn't check out s's work at at scpn they definitely should um you have the leap podcast is that it um and then you have yeah no your... so
1: so we, we did it we did an off season series titled the leap but um you know the objective basketball podcast which is the regular podcast that we we do for the NBA that should be coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks here and then I have a bunch of season previews uh, for the NBA if your Canadian basketball fans are interested we're going to be doing season previews for all thirty uh, teams that'll be on I... SDP 2 channel man
0: I want a deep dive on Dennis Schroeder, okay that's that's in my, my maybe maybe okay great that's yeah maybe
1: maybe look my i'm going to be i'm going to be covering the raptors a lot more this season fingers crossed so uh definitely definitely a lot more uh raptors stuff this year for sure awesome
0: well as a as a raptors fan myself uh definitely excited to check out your stuff and i love your work and Um, your knowledge of the game the x's and o's is is unmatched so thanks again s for doing this and hopefully i have you on in like a week and we're talking about how canada did something special and uh, if not uh, we'll have a 30 minute pod of us crying um anyways yeah okay thanks s i really appreciate it and uh thanks again for doing this Uh, you're always the best thank you man appreciate it